Hey everybody, okay, this is Brian. I'm just going to be recording this here really quick. Uh, just a heads up, at the end of today's episode, we will be doing a preview for next week's episode. For those of you who shut it off right after we get done with Quotes and Review System, it's going to be worth your while to stick around this time because we're doing a really big uh, Netflix roulette uh, battle episode. And to see what movies we're watching and to see what you should be watching along with us, you're going to want to stick around. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Thanks. And enjoy the show. Okay, so with that, hi and welcome to After Hype. I'm your host, as always, Ryan Dressel. Uh, with me, as always, is Ryan James. Hello. Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. Uh, Chewy Darso's here today. Yes. <laughs> wow. And the momentum's Just gone. bring the <laughs> intro to a screeching halt. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I am here today. Yeah. Well, maybe, now we maybe know. Not. <laughs> uh, and then we have special guest Jackie Link today. Hey. I did get your last name right, right? Yeah. I, sorry, I was asking Chewy you last did. night. She's like, you know, I never asked. Like a, a lot of people pronounce it Linky because the yeah. at the end it's very confusing. But mm. it's I just really couldn't remember. <laughs> it's it's just Link like Zelda. Okay. Uh, oh, cool. yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure before. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's like when I say like uh like a doorknob. I always in my brain I always have to say knob. Otherwise I'll never remember how to spell it. So I always say Linky in my head. <laughs> That works. It's all right. I wish you would just start calling them knobs, though. Knobs. Yep. When I was younger, I did before people had to go. No, you don't use the K. And Stop then I said, that. "Silent letters are bullshit." What knob? <laughs> oh, go knob. I'm gonna so. go use my knife to cut off this knob. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I have to leave that in. <laughs> oh uh, shoot! Darn it! Those jokes. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna start with where have you been doing? Uh, I'm going to avoid the elephant in the room because I'm sure Ryan will shit all over it. Um, yep. <laughs> but okay. I will say that I loved it and I will talk about it when we actually get to that episode. Um, but for my Where Have You Been Doing, I went and saw uh, An Evening with Noel Fielding last night. If you don't know who Noel Fielding is, he's the guy from the Mighty Boosh. He was also an IT crowd. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it was a stand-up comedy sort of thing. Uh, like the it was first a ha- mixed media. Yeah, like the first half of stand-up comedy, and then there was like a big animation part, and then there are some songs, and there's kind of a and play in there, lots of costume changes, and it was a uh, very, very absurdist British humor, and it uh, it tickled my funny bone quite well. <laughs> it was re- it was really one of the funniest Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Of time. Yeah, it was. It was. It's only in a few more cities. Uh, it, it's playing tonight. If you can go back in time and re-listen to this episode and go, oh, I want to go. Um, but yes, yeah, playing tonight in LA and then it's playing uh, in a few more cities, but his tour is almost up. So <coughs> this really does nothing for you unless you live in one of those specific cities and there's still tickets available. But it was fantastic. And if he ever comes back, I highly recommend going to see him. One of the side funny things about it was that there was a mom with her like 12-year-old daughter sitting next to us. That was annoying the crap out of Brian the whole time. She had to keep explaining the jokes to her daughter. (laughs) I don't get it. And then they didn't come back for the second half of the show. I'm like, oh, so did you realize this isn't a good show for your 12-year-old daughter? (laughs) One of the first tyrants was uh, about jizzing in your sandals and walking around in them. (laughs) (laughs) Moisture. Explain that to your daughter. I don't get it. It's for your health. Good. <laughs> and you never will. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, though. All right. Uh, All right. Should I go next? You want to go next? Do you want me to go next? Yeah, you should. I you already kind of gave you a lead in. Yeah, yeah you thanks. did. 
All right, so like uh, 500 million other people or whatever last weekend, I saw Batman versus Superman, the dawn of the snore. Uh, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I was so disappointed. I'm just kind of. I, I don't even. I can't even talk about time. it. Yeah, we all. Look, but no, I liked you guys it. Liked I'm it, saying but, at you. Because I'm alone in this. I'm so weird with my. I'm opinion. just reading something on my phone but while you talk about it. I'll tell you what. I, it made me want to go appreciate the source material again. So after I saw the movie, I went and read a bunch of graphic novels, including The Dark Knight Returns, which they mm-hmm. pulled some imagery from. It's so fantastic. And uh, on a recommendation, I actually picked up uh, Daredevil Love and War. It's several decades old, but it's one of Frank Miller's early uh, runs on Daredevil. And it's one graphic novel, and it's absolutely fantastic. Is that when they introduced Elektra? Because I remember she was his character. Um, I'm not... No. Was that the Man Without Fear? Was that the... Uh, he's always been the Man Without Fear. I, no, no, I don't there, remember what run that was, though. But yeah. uh, this is this was before. Okay. I think this is the introduction to it, and Electra was not in it. It's uh, highly about uh, Kingpin and mm. Vanessa, and it's really good. The artwork, it almost looks like watercolor in, in like oh, a nice. really I cool like style, and the Kingpin is just super stylized. Like He's huge. He fills every single frame he's oh. in. It's really cool. I'd like to read that. I, I would like to read that, too, actually. Good. And that actually leads Success. into mine. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, that actually Ryan disagrees with me about Batman. <laughs> that actually leads uh, perfectly Pretty into Pretty much mo- most of our friend base disagrees with us about Batman versus Superman. I think that's good. No, don't say that because that makes us sound like hipster douchebags. No, no, no. I, no I you're think not. You're just people who can enjoy things. We still. went to no fielding last night. If the we w- could judge by the crowd, we might be hipster douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing that could have ever happened to uh, BBS is that no one cared, right? Yeah. So the fact that it's so polarizing means that there's something to it. Yeah. Just my two cents. I always feel that way too. Yeah. But your uh, talk about the Daredevil comic leads into mine because I finished season two of Daredevil. Oh, Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. still haven't watched the last episode. I won't spoil anything, but I really like it. I won't it. spoil anything, but when Daredevil dies, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, we know he's coming back. It was a really consistent season. I was really pleased with that. Um, and all the characters were done well, uh, except for Electra. I didn't care for anything of hers. Just Seriously? It, it, I thought she got are better. Are you being sarcastic? No, I no. Thought I she mean, got better. As she got better, but then a lot of things done were typical. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot. Like that. The finale. It was good, mm. but it could have been better. Like spoiler. Sure. Yes. Don't say anything. No, no, no. I won't. I won't. So I have had this week off, and I've binge watched. 112263 on Hulu. Oh, I saw you write about that on Facebook. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched it. I thought about it. But you I, need to watch it. Yeah. Do you know what it's about? I read the Wikipedia, so I got a good idea. So basically, James Franco, present day, has this friend that runs a cafe who has a portal that goes back to... Narnia? Narnia! <laughs> if only... <laughs> Uh, 1961. From what I remember on the Wikipedia, it said that it goes to 1959, and then you have to wait four years to get to the Kennedy assassination. Do they keep that in the show? Uh, the show, I think, is 61. I could be wrong. But I know it's before, it's like a couple years before the actual assassination. Uh So you have time to, like prepare yeah. and you know buy stocks yeah. <laughs> buy stocks well actually Apple. In, in the show uh, James Franco plays like bets on sports games and wins a bunch of money and That's ends funny. up getting him into trouble yeah. kind of like back to the future okay um, awesome. but the last episode it's an eight episode series airs on Monday 
Oh, that means okay. I can start watching that on Tuesday. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I just lo- I just watched the last episode, episode seven, and I was so upset that episode eight wasn't available immediately for me to watch. I highly recommend it. It's really good. All right. For my where have I been doing, I'm going to go back a few weeks, actually. Come with uh, us now on a journey through time <laughs> and space. I don't believe we mentioned this on a previous pre- pre- podcast uh, where Brian... I have, but... Oh, you did? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay. You well... I'm going to talk about how when we went to see The Witch uh, and how, honestly, I think that might end up being, uh, depending on how good Conjuring 2 is, <laughs> when we oh get to God. see that, uh, <laughs> how good, two. it might be the best <laughs> horror film of the year. It will be. Um, it would definitely will be. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I love The Conjuring, but the sequel, uh, it's a sequel. It's yeah, a sequel. it is yeah. a sequel. And because The Witch is so unassuming as a horror film where it's not quite true horror, but it's more like sus- it's very suspenseful, it's very gothic, and it's very mental. And it touches on so many like visceral emotions that everyone that sees it, I feel like, gets something different out of it. Whether or not you feel that it's super religious, cause it, or if it's just all like paranoia of living in a seclusion. And apparently Satanists in America love it, which is really funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie oh, those Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I can't really re- recommend it more because it is beautifully shot, beautifully acted, and it's so simple and contained, and then it just explodes within itself. It's and great. Everyone should see it. And don't watch the trailer. I'm very disappointed that Jackie watched the trailer because it shows <laughs> so many snippets that it just it's going to ruin things. Okay, but, I watched the trailer and I still have no idea what it's about. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Don't, don't watch it again. Don't watch it again. Okay. <laughs> don't read anything. Just go because it. Don't. The reason I'm talking about it is because they just re-released it on April Fool's Day, which right. is really weird. That is weird. But yeah. I checked it. In 666 it, screens across oh, the country, genius. so I'm it's in more screens. Yeah. And Satanists are all like, oh. <laughs> I'm hoping it's still in theaters when this podcast comes out because this movie deserves your money so that we can get more original horror films like this. Um, okay, so we're going to get started in today's episode. I will run some of these numbers through. Um, and in case you didn't realize when you clicked on the episode, we haven't really mentioned it yet, we're definitely not doing Whiplash today. Uh, I know I said last <laughs> week go. that we were going to do Whiplash. Um, but uh, we have a very special guest coming on for that episode, so we pushed it back. and We moved up the episode for today, which is in celebration of Everybody Wants Some coming out next week, and we're doing Days and Confused, um, which uh, we brought on Jackie because she's a huge fucking fan of. Yeah. Sweet, welcome. Uh, explain the connection real quick if you uh, haven't heard of the new one. So if you have not heard what Everybody Wants Some is, Everybody Wants Some is basically, it's, uh, so this one, Days of Confused takes place in the 70s, Everybody Wants Some takes place in the 80s, and this one was high school, Everybody Wants Some is college, and it's made by the same filmmaker, writer, everything, and it's basically considered like the spiritual sequel to this, whereas none of the characters are in it, it takes place in a different town, but it's supposed to be like this same sort of story, but now in college and a decade later. Um... So that's why we're doing this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the numbers, uh, this thing cost, I believe, $6 million is what I was reading earlier, and then it mm. made 8 So not great. Um, some of the backstory on that, which I think is really funny, is that apparently every young actor in Hollywood wanted to be in this movie. Like, it was, like, the hot thing to be into. And they were. And they were. I mean, yeah. but, like, there's little things. A lot things of them, like, yeah. Like, uh, Only ben two Affleck of them got, like, the blast-out careers, though. Yeah, I mean, but all of them throughout, like, the 90s worked. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, some of them have kind of fallen off now, but at least throughout the 90s, they had a fucking career. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so in... Um, 
their opening weekend, they made $900, which I think is kind of funny and sad at the same time. Wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, like, there's little things where, like, Ben Affleck was kind of a last-minute decision. It was supposed to be Vince Vaughn, and that changed. And, like, there's so Ooh, many of those little thing. things throughout the entire movie where it's like, it was going to go this way, and then it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Universal, apparently, was really, really mad at them for going R-rated. They wanted them to change it last minute. And it's like, well, no, there's 79 fucks in it, and they drink and drive the whole movie. Oh, yeah. And they went, oh, okay, so it should be R. But now there's no tits in it. <laughs> so, like, there's just, <laughs> yeah. There was no way for them to make the studio happy, which I think is really interesting. And then when it flopped, the studio was like, see, we know what we're doing. I even t- <laughs> After you told me that before, I even tried to think where they could put tits in it. And I'm like... No, there are, there are places. There are, yeah. You can kinda. always put in tits. There's oh, always room oh, for yeah. tits. <laughs> see, yeah. But unless always. they're like... Stars is like, like a, yeah, we know about them. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe at the background at the party. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When the girls are getting ready to go out for the night. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, they could have exactly. just reshot one close-up and like cut it in anywhere in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boobs. Yeah. 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 Just a cutaway. Yeah. But again, what I also something else to point out is that they would have been underage boobs. In story, in not actors. Yeah, yeah, in story. But uh, still, that's gross. Or is I mean, awesome? Right? I don't know. No? I, mean, I guess I've the movie John Carrie movies, got around so. there. It yeah. could have been like a senior yeah, that candles? just turned 18. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right? 16 Candles has boobs in it? Yes, it does. There's does a girl. it? I don't remember. Yes. I've only There's seen There's a the girl once. in a shower who, like, um, what's her name? Um, uh, the girl from Molly, John Molly Ringwald? Yeah, Molly Ringwald like, stares at her tits like, oh, I wish I had those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definite tits oh, in that movie. That's a plot point in that, that film. That hot popular. And those girl. are like, oh, those are just recently developed. I wish I had those too. Yeah. Like, that's even creepier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the review for today is going to come from Amazon because on Metacritic there is no negative reviews of this movie, which I think is interesting. Very interesting. Oh, so you had to go to Amazon. Yeah. So I had to go to Amazon. Uh-oh. <laughs> We are now in the Wild West yeah. of review systems. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. It could be an IMDb review. That, oh. I don't go or there. Or a Reddit review. <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, all right, so this one comes from Red Leaf, which sounds like somebody who takes himself real serious. Uh, this is uh, long, boring, and then just ended. I watched because people said it was good, but I didn't get it. It was just a bunch of high school kids getting hazed and then drunk, and there's no story at all. One out of five. <laughs> nice. That guy's clearly not in high school. Well, clearly not in high school. It. And yeah, clearly, exactly. I mean, he did review exactly what happens in the movie. Yeah. And it just not wasn't wrong for him. Yeah. Right. Uh, he saw no character development, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we'll get into this in a yeah, second. Yeah. But first, we have to do a breakdown, which Jackie gets to do today. Ooh. I'm sure she's very excited. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the stipulation is, um, I'm starting this rule today, uh, we're, we've been talking about it for a while, uh, if you don't get it done, I get to make fun of you, which has been always the rule. If you do get it done, you get to make fun of me. Ooh. Oh, that's a new twist. Just a random insult, whatever you want to say. Don't worry, I can take it. I only cry a little bit. All right, you ready? Sure. Here we go. Go. All right. So Dazed and Confused, it's about a group of high school kids graduating, well, not graduating, but uh, 1976. The bicentennial year, a bunch of kids just going around, driving, drinking, smoking, hooking up. Good stuff. It's basically what it is. <laughs> I can't really argue with your, yeah, your breakdown. Yeah, that's the basics of the movie. <laughs> uh, I'll stop the timer there. Nailed it. Uh, I guess I'll go with nailed it, yeah. 
Yes? There, there Question a, mark? There was no like characters or anything in that. Well, but I, I'm not going to... I don't know. I don't want to no, spoil it. Only, we're going well, to spoil the spoil shit, the shit out, of out of it. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's what this is no, for. There's fine. so many characters to talk about in there 30 are. seconds along That's with the review. True. You, you can't do you it. You made the 30 seconds work for you. I'll so. end on this. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest perv in the movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Well, let's start at my favorite part. Matthew McConaughey. Well, yes. uh, no, if Jackie wants to make fun of me, she gets an insult to throw her away. Oh. Throw my way. Um, Hold on. I'm still rolling. I mean, I don't really hate you, so there's nothing that I could insult you about. Fair enough. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, you really? say, like... The audience is want really. this. I mean, if you're a dick and I hated you, I'd probably go a lot longer than just one insult. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say he was. How would you do it? Your beard is a beard. Ah, <laughs> that actually Brian, is an insult for a bearded Ouch. man. It's just a beard. Uh, okay, so are we ready to start breaking into this thing? Uh, you said you had someone you wanted to start specifically, right, Ryan? Oh, I just said I love Matthew McConaughey. Okay, yeah, we can start. He's with him. the best character in the movie, just like he <coughs> is. He? I don't think he is. I, think I, I don't think so either. <laughs> I think he's a representation he's amazing, yeah. of the cool guy who never left town and thinks he's still cool. Yeah. Well, the kids think he's cool, but all the adults are like, ugh, just go away. You're such a disappointment. Yeah. That's exactly what he is. But he has so many iconic lines. Oh, yeah. no, his lines are great. But I, I mean, like, as a character, like... I like Jason London's character a lot. I like the um, I forget his name now, but the the Mitch character. I like him a lot. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I like Matthew McConaughey for being exactly what he is. He oh, is yeah. a character in the the greatest sense of the term, like character actor. You know, like he is the archetype that we all knew in high school, the creepy old dude who just never yeah. left, and he nailed yep. it. Got held now, back twice. Yeah. You know. So do we assume that he is he was a senior when these seniors were freshmen? Because that's kind of what I assumed. Um, it's hard to tell. It seems like it. Yeah, it yeah. seems like he was the one who would have been like paddling them when it's they were like freshmen. It's like Ben Affleck, we, they, we established, has been a senior for two years, so he paddled the last generation, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed that Matthew McConaughey was like I, a senior. Like That's why they're all so friends. He's I like actually, four years older than they kind of mention that he was 22? I feel like that, I remember that. Well, if they did, reason. then that would be pretty spot on. Because I know he buys alcohol, right, for them? Yeah, but they all buy alcohol. Yeah. Well, they kind of show how the other people buy alcohol, you know? Well, the one kid just walks in and yeah. lies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's a genius. And then you see a pregnant lady smoking a cigarette, yeah. leaving with a bag of booze. <laughs> and he's like, eat a, eat some greens once a day. <laughs> I liked looking at that old man character and looking at all their hairstyles and going like, the one person in this movie whose hairstyle is actually cool right now is the old guy at the counter. <laughs> Like, I see that hairstyle in so many guys now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my real real question of this movie. Is it really set in the 70s? Or did they make a movie set in the 90s that they dressed up like the 70s? Because I felt super nostalgic for the 90s. And we actually kind of avoided this in our battle. Because we said it's kind of disqualified for being set in a different decade. I don't know. It is very 70s, though. because <gasps> I didn't just... get that 90s vibe. I mean, I would have connected more to it. Like, I don't know. Everything just felt... Of the 70s, and it's just like, okay. Just it's like, it was like watching a, a period piece. Then maybe oh. possibly for me is what happened is, uh, because I like, I was more of a child of the late 90s, and this came out in 93, so it's okay. very potential that this movie influenced my entire social circle so much that then we kind of acted like these kids. 
Like, my high school was full of all this bullshit. Like, I mean, the, stoners know. act the same way no matter what decade they're I in. They're really pretty agree. timeless, actually. <laughs> totally but, like, agree. Yeah, I went Listen to a high school music. where the stoners were the jocks, and they paddled the freshmen, and they you fucked you around. You actually and, did that in your high school? I mean, the, the, I didn't, but that's what was going on when really? I was starting high school. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that takes me out of this movie so much, because it's, like, I... Brian got mad at me last night about mm-hmm. how much I appreciate this film. I appreciate everything it's about and the character development and everything, but on a high school level, I don't relate to it much because mm. pretty much everything they're doing other than just hanging out with their friends, I didn't do in high school. Like, I, no one beat up freshmen in my school. Like, none of this hazing was ever a thing. At least I wasn't involved with it. Right, I wasn't either, <laughs> but it, it definitely happened. And I just like, oh boy, I was serious. There's the stories of like, <laughs> this is what people did. They would drive around and get stoned and drunk and like, oh, yeah. you know, pick I up their friends. I didn't get stoned and or drunk in high school. <laughs> I also didn't, but we drove yeah. around yeah. all night I, long. That's what we stars. did. Yeah. yeah, we hung out these people and saw exactly what was going on. And I, even the same relationships between the teachers and students and the kid who can't decide if he's going to play football next year, like all that stuff continued to ring true through the 90s for me. No, it's, I'm not sure if it's that this movie didn't take place in the 70s because, I mean, clearly they, they meant it to, whether or not. It succeeded is I think mo- I don't think it really the matters. lack of technology really puts it in the seventies. Yeah, but in the nineties there wasn't that much technology. There right, was, but there was the too. internet. Not a ton changed. Not really. I mean, pagers. I, yeah, yeah, people had pagers. <laughs> pagers. Yeah, yeah they, and they, they could have had pagers. But was, like, it felt a lot like nineteen ninety three. I'm not talking about nineteen ninety nine. You know, I th- you know. Yeah. When no, cell but I think that's kind of the. Kind of the point, though. I mean, like, it's just kind of like kids will be kids. Yeah. So whether they're wearing big, puffy, purple shirts and white pants, it doesn't matter. It's just they're still going to be doing the same thing. Right. Even today, they're probably still doing the same things. It's just now they're doing it while looking at their cell phones. Yeah. I mean, do you think he intended to No one would make... accidentally go yeah. back to yeah. a house where the party was canceled because everyone would know within two well, minutes. Well, yeah. Exactly. But, <laughs> but that'd be the... If there wasn't for the cell phones, they still would. Right? Yeah, that's right. They'd still give it a shot. Like, so that's... I, I don't... I think that's kind of more of a strength of the film, is no, that I, it's kind of like um, like Breakfast Club, where it's like yeah. it, just because it's not the same decade, it's still entirely relatable for most people. <laughs> yeah, um, like the, I think the most seventies thing they had to do was line up for Aerosmith tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, and everything's kind of got this twenty year cycle going on. In the nineties, was all about the the kind of the seventies and that feel, and told them it shifted yeah. over to the the aughts, and then now we're all about the eighties, and then it's it, it's just well, kind of that. We graduated to the nineties. Yeah, the nineties yeah. is drive by a high school. It's the nineties. It's the nineties again. So yeah, so it makes sense that it's actually filmed. This is filmed in the nineties and representing the seventies. So it just it's kind of a, that's why you could probably relate to it in the nineties because mm-hmm. there is that there's an element of crossover between every twenty years mm-hmm. that it seems to be where you connect on it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move a little bit more into just like the, the actual film itself because we're kind of touching on it a little bit before we move into characters and all the rest of it. Uh, the thing for me that I really like about this film, and uh, feel free to jump in, um, I like that this movie, like it's portrayed, like it was advertised and sold as a comedy of like these group of teenagers have the wildest night and most memorable blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's, I get that they had to advertise that because if yeah. they advertised what it is, it would have flopped worse than it did. Um, <laughs> but... It's really just a mundane evening. Like, yeah. it's really just a night. Like, yeah, it's the night they graduate into being seniors or freshmen. But really, when you look at it, like, just on the the surface, it's really just a normal night. Like, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, nothing. We're just driving around. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. too big re- happened. No, and I think that's the main reason why it's as relatable as it is. Because yeah. it didn't have this. It's not like you're watching, like, this is a weird example, but like Project X. 
where it's like, oh yeah, they're throwing oh, the wildest yeah. party of all time. It's not that. It's just. It's I mean, it's night. kind of supposed to be, but it got canceled, which kind of actually, you know, started the entire story of it. Was yeah. the, the kid's dad stays home when the beer man shows up too soon? That poor kid. I know. Beer. I love Although, that scene. Although they still let him go out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really understand parenting in this. It's yeah. kind of like the Charlie Brown where wah, wah, they're yeah. just there to be characters. They're free-range parents. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if this if this was that set wasn't in New York until right, yesterday. but yeah. if they were in New York right now, all these parents would be arrested because they're not supervising their children. Yeah. This is why I feel like it's pretty true to the seventies. My dad. I guess that was the the huge difference too. Yeah, my dad. He graduated high school in seventy four. Mm-hmm. He used to tell me stories all the time. He would do the same shit in this movie. Drive around. Hours on end, drink, smoke. He was a huge pothead. He got away with murder. Meanwhile, your dad killed a guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. He got, are you admitting I that? Like, I feel oh. like in the seventies, you could get away with a lot more than the nineties or even now. Oh, they totally. When could. I was in high school, Especially now. I wasn't allowed to do anything, and I think that's because my dad knew that. Oh, they did what terrible kids things. Do, you know, yeah, right. he he did it. I got a story from my aunt who. Is so like you wouldn't believe that she'd ever do this sort of thing because now she's so right wing Fox News blah blah blah, but she told me this story once about how she was drinking and driving. Oh, Granted, yeah. she would have been a kid in the '60s, not the mm-hmm. '70s. But it, the sheriff pulled her over and said, "All right, I'm gonna follow you home." <laughs> and then he just—that's what he did. She was still drinking and driving, but he just—he <laughs> just followed her home to make sure she got there. Like, it's that's amazing. how they did it back then. Exactly. <laughs> Kids could get away with a lot more. I mean, you even see in the movie, the freshman Mitch, he walks into the convenience store and just buys beer. He's like, son, Genius. are you 18? That's one of my yeah, favorite scenes. Yeah, I just graduated. Yeah. He just takes the exact speech that Matthew McConaughey just said. And yes, feeds for it to the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. It's like the yeah. one time I actually liked that character, too. It's, Who, Mitch? Yeah. Oh, you didn't like Mitch? Let's talk about Mitch. Which yeah. one's Mitch? Mitch is like the freshman. Like he's the, like the, oh, the uh, one we were just talking yeah. about. The long hair. Yeah. yeah. I feel for it's, sure that the character in um, Waiting is just named Mitch to be the same name. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> the See, same I, I can't decide I if that movie. what yeah, I don't I like do about too. him is that he's a, a twerp in the movie as part of the plot or if it's uh, an acting thing because there's a lot of ticks that really turn me off but that could be that are you talking anyone... about the nose pinch when he gets angry oh the my nose God. pinch or the it's um... like Kristen Stewart when she's <laughs> biting her lip anytime he did like this kind of like oh, I yeah. know I'm like you know what those are the things that make me think it's the 90s because that's like those little like you know ticks of yeah. these kids are what like I wanted to hit him with the paddle in the face yeah. every <laughs> single time he did that yeah. and if I you're never... not doing coke stop touching your nose so much maybe oh he was God. maybe but just that interaction when they're at the rec center with that other girl who was hazed, and he's just like, oh, Banyan is like, oh, mm, mm, and I'm like, oh, God, please just so, stop. That uh, turn away camera, thank God. Oh, somebody else. was very overacted. I yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. there, I mean, there's a couple scenes that were supremely, supremely overacted. But, but, I, then, that, but then that scene in the, in the gas station, the convenience store, is so good, though, yeah. by contrast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. I forgot, like, I'd, I'd seen it before, but I forgot if he actually got away with it. And he just pulls it, he plays it cool, like... Like like when you have when the moment comes and you have to play cool. Yeah, he does, and it's like, oh, okay. See, for me, I love Mitch's character. I mean, it takes me a while to actually love Mitch's character, but I love him at the end when he's finally at the party by the moon tower, and uh, he's talking to the sophomore girl, and all the seniors <laughs> call him over. He's like, no, get over here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, so tell me, are you gonna be fucking that later? And, he's like, <laughs> and it just his response of just the yeah. How do you know I already haven't? <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> he just goes from being the stupid twerp kid in the beginning of the movie to this cocky idiot at the end and I just I love his arc so much 
where it feels like he went from being middle school to high schooler in one night. Mm-hmm. You're that's talking, yeah. talking. That's the plot the of the movie. The moment he sobers it up. Is. Oh, yeah. It, the like, whole, all the care. It's really the passing of the torch. We see that. We see the much older dude who's become a total burnout, and we think he's a total loser the entire movie. We see the seniors, one especially who's like a special loser, and but the seniors like kind of fuck up and like kind of burn out at at every point. You know, they kind of fail. They get arrested. They get caught by the cops. They get busted by their fathers. They like multiple guns pulled on them. Yeah, spit in the face <laughs> of the coach. But then the freshmen, like who kind of like take their beating at the very beginning, they then end up getting the girl or like t- talking the dude into. Um, into uh, giving him the liquor when it was yeah. the senior who fucked up the conversation at the beginning and couldn't trick his dad into getting yeah. the liquor. You know, it's like kind of these parallels. So that's that's kind of I think that's why I like Mitch as much as I do because it's kind of showing. If you look at it like the grand scheme of overthinking the movie, it's showing where these seniors started. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Mitch is clearly I'm forgetting um, Jason London's character's name now. Uh, Pink, really? Pink Floyd. Okay, um, but it's really showing. I guess. I'd be guessing that's where his character was back exactly. when he was a freshman. So yeah. it's kind of a cool parallel, and I think that's why I like him as much, because I really like Jason London's character, and this is just the freshman version of him. Yeah, you're right. And Jason London, I, I have so mixed feelings towards his character, because I totally understand his stance on not signing that piece of paper, on just the absurdity of it of like you're young you're gonna do stupid things don't try to make me sign this piece of paper that you know i'm not going to listen to right but then he also idealizes matthew mcconaughey's character and then leaves with him at the end of the movie i'm like oh so everything that this coach is afraid of you doing you actually are legitimately doing yeah. so you are just a fuck up it's right like now fucking yeah, up. that's that is like that is the perfect 18 year old frame of mind though it's yeah. like let me live my own life man i'm yeah. an adult but like, he takes it to the extreme where he could just have his moral ground on not signing the piece of paper. Which is what And the then rest he would have been great until he runs off Matthew McConaughey and probably ruins the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, they're just <laughs> going to buy Aerosmith tickets. I mean, but the bro. symbolism of going with that. They're just going to Wayne Stock, bro. Yeah. I'm like, that's just, to me, that's just him setting up his I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, he re- uh, Linkletter really nailed that. It's like every kind of transition is really hard, whatever you're going through. Yeah. And I, that's, I again, why I love this movie as much as I do. Because this movie is all just, yeah, it's just all about transition. Yeah. It's just, you're just seeing, you're really just seeing them start the ball rolling of what would yeah. be a year of them kind of coming in to their own. And it's kind of a cool idea just to get a glimpse of that one night. And we all felt that way. We all felt that moment of like, oh my God, no longer eighth graders. Now we're the yeah. the new kids in high school. And it, But it's it's like, we're starting over, but it's a whole new game. Yep. And it's kind of it's the same idea for the seniors cuz now you're the ones who are fucking in charge. Yeah. And it's interesting that you don't really see anybody else in between. You see one sophomore girl and then you see the guy out of it. But other than that, it's mostly just freshmen and seniors. Right. The sophomores mm-hmm. and juniors just really aren't present. Which I think it's just fine. like high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we talk about the hazing specifically like how I don't know if it was just because it was supposed to be a thing of its time with the 70s and how all the adults are okay with this. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like a rite of passage, but some spanking I'm perfectly fine with. I grew up as being spanked, so it doesn't bother me. But the level of ferocity, these men, the le- like sexualness that they get into it with it about them beating these children and having them lean over things, I'm just like, 
Good God, why are you so into that? They're I'd, just pissed they're not actually, getting laid. I, it's only Ben Affleck, and they make it a point to bring that up yeah. in the movie. That uh, he's, Cole Hauser a little bit. Uh, yeah, but remember when, uh, what's his, the guy you like, what's his name? Uh, Pink. He Jason like, London, yeah. Yeah, when he goes to hit that kid who's already been beat a lot, he just like gives him a little tap. He's like, come on, bro, let me give you a ride home. Like, yeah. The whole movie was supposed to be about these cool seniors, and like, we had uh, Joy Lorden Adams' character who was like, uh, you know... We, you know, you guys got this. I went through this, and you'll do it again when you're senior. Now get on the ground. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of like this hand holding and like. I actually found that the like the most fascinating part was just the instant day night switch. As soon as the hazing was done, it's like, okay, you're one of us. You're cool. That's exactly then, like, what it should hang be. Out. Let's hang out. And I think that's what the movie was trying to say. And then yeah. there was a couple like dudes who were just fucking it up, like ben well, yeah. Affleck and, and Parker Posey. And, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and everyone like, else kind of understood that after the hazing's done, it's like, all right, now you're a high schooler. We're all friends now. And that's kind of like the, the rite of passage, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the dickheads who are just like, yeah, I get to beat up people all summer. And it's yeah. like, well, fuck those guys. It's like, yeah. those are the dudes who go on to become cops and bus skateboarders their whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parker Posey yeah. goes on to be the housewife with like four kids and smokes a cigarette all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I do love Parker Posey, though. She's pretty. She, that's not why. <laughs> that's all she, in this movie, she's just pretty. a bitch who's pretty. She's a bitch. I think that's why I like she her. Is. She's... She does it so well, and there's, there's, there's a comedy edge to it that yeah. I was like... Just watching her scream air raid is just like... <laughs> I would have gone to watch that. It'd be funny. Yeah. Um, But as far as like the... Uh, here's a question for the table. Whose hazing would you prefer? I'd take if, the spanking. I think the, I'd, the men or the women, you mean? Yeah, if you had to go through one of them. <laughs> oh, definitely the men. It's like, it's really? just... A, it's a moment of brute force... And it's a bruise that will heal. You can't cure those yeah. sociological scars in your brain <laughs> for the like, rest of your life. The, the hazing of the girls is so specifically dehumanizing yep. to yeah. a girl. Like, because the whole time they're hazing them, they're calling them prick teases, sluts, whores. Yeah. And then they force girls to propose to these much older men who just make so blowjobs at them when they're doing yeah. it. Yeah. It is incredible. It's sexual harassment the whole time. Uh, that's <laughs> why women. Boys fuck things up and women are fucked up. And then, and then when you're not saying things to them, they're squirting them in the face with things, which is also kind of like ejaculation. And it's just like, wow. Yep, that was no accident. <laughs> and then they take you through a car wash right after. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, Get cleaned up. Ejaculation. And you guys were surprised that I picked the boys? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the girls hazing was that bad. I would not enjoy it. But it then depends again, on who's doing it. Are you getting yeah. hazed by Parker Posey or uh, Joy well, Lauren Adams? I mean, not Parker Posey, because she was a cunt, and I would slap her in the face. But in my high school, we had hazing, mm. you know, like the freshman cheerleaders, the popular types. And basically, what they had to do was dress up like babies all day in mm. school, or like dress up as a cow, or something embarrassing. And I feel like... How is a cow embarrassing? Cows are awesome. <laughs> That's why you and I didn't get hazed. They had, like, That's I fun. don't understand. <laughs> she, the cow costume had a huge udder. Of course okay. it did. All right. Sweet cows, huge tits. And then yeah, people exactly. come to pull, out, pull out your udders yeah, all day. It's pull, hilarious. Pull your tits. The, um, the it's the only time thing, I'll never have to ask for that. That's right. The closest thing I ever came to with hazing was, because I worked in the theater program. Mm -hmm. I was a techie. I was, and they kept threatening that they were going to duct tape us to a wall at some point, but it never actually happened. <laughs> Super like, boring. That kind of duct tape like is fun. expensive, yo. <laughs> I got a swirly when I was in my first play because all the seniors gave freshmen swirlies, but that was really it. Uh -huh. They cleaned the toilet beforehand, so it was oh. really nice. <laughs> yeah, they were like polite the good about hazers. it. Yeah. I mean, well, I was never hazed, but yeah. I felt like 
the hazing of the girls in Dazed and Confused and the hazing in my high school that I witnessed is, like, not as bad as hmm. the girls that I knew in real life that got hazed. That's why I think, I almost think this movie, like, brought back hazing a little bit for my generation, which is why I feel like it was so related to the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, people saw this and were like, oh, yeah, let's go get him. Yeah. We should uh, do this. You we should totally bring this back. You know back. what's fun? Hazing. Let's do this yeah. again. And then totally when I was a senior, it had gone away again because this yeah. movie kind of culturally went away by the year 2000. And there was lots of Dateline things about people hazing and dying. Oh, Dateline so. ruined my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole different podcast. Have a seat. Oh, you no, can that's have one person show. on the trampoline <laughs> at a Wait, time. Wait, never mind. I'm thinking of another show. Oh. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. What is that show? M- my childhood had none of that. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> that took me so long to figure out what you're talking I about. I don't know what's going on now. I, the thing about to catching um, predators. Yeah, yeah. that's and, what uh, I thought he was oh. talking about when you guys said oh. Dateline. See, now I was just Sorry, I can't take a seat. I've been hazed. <laughs> <laughs> the hazing was so brutal. And so good. <laughs> no, like Dateline made me my mom drive into me like a fear of payphones because they put like uh, AIDS needles in the change dispenser. <laughs> Like all sorts of Dateline specials about weird shit that's going up. Oh gosh, that's what it, I even made that joke during watching this movie about uh, Matthew McConaughey wanting to sleep with all the high schoolers. And I'm like, he could give you AIDS. Haven't you guys seen kids? <laughs> this is when AIDS was happening. Was AIDS? Yeah, in the AIDS 70s? was a thing in the in the 70s, and oh. then they didn't talk about it until the, the 80s. Uh, well, that's when okay. they didn't talk about it. Uh, that's okay. the big like thing about AIDS and how the government wouldn't do anything about it until it was in the 80s, because then all the straight people were getting AIDS. Oh, okay. So then he didn't. Have AIDS. He might have had AIDS. No, I'm just kidding. If he's <laughs> he probably sleeping. had AIDS. <laughs> but he's so attractive. I mean, he had AIDS in Dallas Buyers Club. So. It's, a, it's, it's a prequel. Yeah. He didn't have it yet. Yeah. <laughs> His car was so sexy, though. Yeah, well, there's a lot of sexy cars in there. But he had shitty tires on it. Didn't you listen to Clint? <laughs> right? uh, I want to talk about somebody else in this movie, uh, or at least a different group. We're only talking about the cool kids. Let's talk about the nerds a little bit. <clears throat> The uh, Anthony Rapp and Adam Goldberg, and I don't know her name because she didn't really get a career after the this. Redhead? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Anthony yeah. Rapp went on to win the one multiple Tonys and had a Matthew huge career. I, I Wait, mean, the redhead girl? Yeah, because she oh, okay. gives him her number. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, he's kind of cute. He's going to give you AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're so obsessed with AIDS in this movie? AIDS, <laughs> AIDS, 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 AIDS. Who's the uh, the nerdy red or uh, blonde kid who goes Anthony on to Rapp. be in every movie? Who went on to be in a lot of movies and win multiple Tony Awards? And who's the stoner mm-hmm. kid? Adam Goldberg. Okay. Wait, wait, the stoner kid, the one in the backseat of the nerd car? Yep. Yeah, that's uh, Adam car. Goldberg. Cool. Yeah. Who yeah. was in Saving Private Ryan and he was the Hebrew hammer. So basically, uh, he had no idea going into this, but Linkletter actually uh, stayed true to life that the nerds get successful and yeah. the jocks burn up. Matthew McConaughey is And very the dick successful. goes on to be Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what I thought when, once, once it's closed. I was like, "This is the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the lead up." <laughs> I failed high school. <laughs> I didn't get to paddle all. My this. parents are dead. <laughs> I, I didn't get to paddle all the, the, the freshmen. <laughs> Justice was not served. He moves to Gotham when this movie's over. There's a lot of freshmen in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually, I'd probably go see that day one. <sighs> Anyhow, about the nerds. Uh, <laughs> nerds. I really, I think. As far as I, because I wasn't really one of the popular kids in high school. I hung out with some of them. I just kind of made my way around, but I was mostly a theater kid, um, which is why I was really drawn to like that nerd car because those felt like the theater kids to me. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is when Adam Goldberg finally thinks he can start a fight 
with one of the fighter oh, dudes. Oh, yeah. That was so good. It is such a great... I it, loved his logic, too. Yeah, his yeah. logic is not flawed. It actually is pretty spot on. Yeah, he just, just fails at it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, I gotta get a good a good couple of punches, and they'll break up the fight, and it'll be like, I could have won. And it's like, if they don't do that, <laughs> you're going to lose horribly. Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I mean, he could have saved face. It's just... The crying. Yeah, don't let him see you don't cry, man. Don't cry. Don't let him see you cry. If you start the fight, you can't be the one that cries. Yeah. yeah even if you lose, and oh boy, did he lose. Uh, <laughs> although, see, he was right. He did get in one really good punch. He got in a good punch, yeah. yeah. That one was great. And the opening was fantastic. The dumping the beer in the guy's head. Oh, yeah. It's a classy move. Well, not classy, but you know what I mean. He could have done it well. It could have turned out perfectly. Yeah. And then he could have been the one getting laid at the end of the movie. But no. <laughs> no. no. Mm. He, he just had... He could have just punched him and ran. That might yeah. have been better. <laughs> Whack. Ah! He's on the ground. And then run like a little bitch. Yeah. It's better than crying. <laughs> that's, that's true, yeah. Yeah. But it's it is, a hit and run. It is one of, those great, <laughs> one of the greatest moments at the end of the film when they're all starting to put their like track down on how they're going to live their life the rest of the year slash their life. And then he definitely is going to spend the rest of the year trying to prove that he's not a loser. Oh, yeah. And that's probably what would drive him into being really successful in life later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's an origin story right there. Yeah. Like a billionaire. <laughs> like, <laughs> he loses his first big move, but that just gives him the power to make more big moves. Right. Yeah. Well, and like you said, he kind of had to. Like, there was yeah. some, there, like even though he did start, he did cry and kind of undercut that, If he, it would have been worse if he didn't make the move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if uh, if Ducky showed us how to do everything wrong in Pretty in Pink, Anthony Rapp did everything right in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like he actually carried through and was like the the noble gentleman the whole time, and was like sticking up for the freshman girl when uh, yep. Parker Posey was giving her shit. Although I didn't really have this in my high school, but I still feel like it's weird. Hi, uh, seniors making out with freshmen seems a little off. It was it happened, but it was weird. It yeah, it was in weird in that like it didn't seem realistic. <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh no, no, it, I, it happened in in my high school, but it was weird then too. Is what I'm, I'm sure it happened yeah. in my high school. I mean, but, jealous. But it's, the amount of development between freshman and senior is kind of big. I didn't oh, hang out huge. with any it freshman when I was a senior. Yeah, this I never hung out with any freshmen, so it would have been weird for me in general just to see them around. Well, in freshman, we, uh, I mean, our freshman class was a bunch of dingbats when we were freshmen. So, like, didn't make sense. Like, who would make out with any of us? I, I couldn't have that yeah. separation <laughs> since well, I went to an alternative high school. Idiots. Yeah. There was no instances of, of the senior girls, right? Picking up freshman boys in this movie? Because that's not how life happens. No. Just the sophomore. But that, right. that's not that far off. No. Yeah, no. I mean, no, they would have been in middle school thing. together, like, the year before. I knew that the senior girls picking up freshman boys, that was definitely a thing. Because that's a power trip. So that was yeah. normal, but the other way it's around. It's not really I normal. Mean, I went it's just to my thing freshman that homecoming that dance with a senior girl, but that's because she was a friend of my sister. Our school was way too small to have that, like, lady seniors picking up the dudes. Like, we were too small. Like, we had, like, a class of what? 30 any oh average of 30 for each Jeez, each grade yeah, yeah. so we didn't like get quite those complicated uh, relationships going definitely plenty of that in my high school i guess yeah i think the reason that senior men will pick up freshman girls is because they're virgins that's a power trip too well maybe I mean, it's a power trip on both sides yeah, yeah no but i also what. think that 
the guy had such a good time in high school, he wants to hold on to that little last piece. Oh, that's you know? absolutely yeah. true. And you too. can do it until you turn 18, and then it's a crime. Yeah, and then it's a crime. But, you know. Not necessarily. Watch Transformers 4. They talk all about it. It's really <laughs> oh, weird. That movie. so much screen, screen time talking about it. So much. <laughs> I mean, there were guys in my class when I was a senior that were dating freshman girls. I thought it was gross. I thought it was weird. But I couldn't say much because I was a senior girl dating a 30-year-old man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so you like, were the crime. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I, I think it, it's okay for the viewer to watch this movie and think it's creepy. I think it's yeah. that's okay. That's what he was going for. It's not like we're supposed to watch it and creepy go, oh, of happen. course, that's normal. Yeah. Like yeah. everything about this movie, we're supposed to go, oh, is that, should he be doing that? As adults, as kids, we were probably watching it and like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey's character again when he says... Uh, that line. The line. All the of his lines. Yeah. How least, them freshman girls look. Yeah. How's the crop of freshmen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, crop. We'll Ugh. save him. We got to save him for the quotes. It's lines We're like... all going to just go around the room quoting Matthew McConaughey. No, oh, I mine is my not favorite quote is not for <laughs> All of mine are Matthew McConaughey. His lines were quoted all the time. I know. Everyone I know I who's mean, watched it. I'm so I'm wearing like... a shirt from him. Oh, my yes! God. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I like saying that. That's amazing. For our listeners, there's a shirt that says, all right, all right, all right. Oh, they'll see a they'll picture. They'll see it in the photo. They'll be in the photo. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you except for all that? those blind people who listen. <laughs> ah, now they know. Um, one of the online yeah, now stories. Now okay. uh, I'm looking no, out for you guys. My quote comes from Slater, because Slater is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, how much of this movie do you guys think was were they actually stoned? Because he apparently he has come out really? and said that he was very adamant. If they're ever smoking on screen, it's tobacco. Milo right. was high the whole time. But apparently, he said that he had a strict rule of no being stoned on set. And apparently, all the actors went, yeah, we didn't follow that at all. Oh. <laughs> Mila's been on the cover of High Times, I think, more than most <laughs> celebrities. So she was definitely high the whole time. Um, I know the guy who played Slater. You can tell the difference between when he's stoned and not stoned. Like It's very, very... His whole speech when... Um, I don't remember who's getting shotgun. I think it's a guy... I, f- I can never remember his you name. never get shotgun. Yeah, his whole speech about, uh, I'm giving you shotgun, man. But that's only because I'm saying he, he's so clearly just beyond yeah. stoned. Yeah. But I, I like I like watching the movie and just going, I, I want to see when you're stoned and when you're not. It's kind of a fun little mini game of trying to pick out when they are. Because the think, only one I know for sure who didn't was Jason London. I mm. think you can pick it out kind of easy when you see it more time. than once because I could tell more the second viewing with you. Yeah. It's when he, when they're pretending to be high but their actions are still kind of fast. Mm-hmm. But then when they're legitly high they're a little bit slower mm-hmm. in like this weird little slight slow motion way. And you can totally tell on a review like which time that they've slowed down and which one they're pretending. Yeah, because it's hard to emulate that special little slowness you get when you're genuinely high. It's, it's like an organic thing you can't really right. do. Yeah, I also, I mean, I didn't think about that when I was watching it, so I don't have much to add. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. Yeah. Well, Were you guys both stoned while you were rewatching right, we'll it? Do. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, but I was thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, I should be high while I'm watching this. No, I have to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Your notes are just little doodles. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, damn, I should have smoked so much. <laughs> I watched the wrong movie. Uh, is there anything else people want to talk about? I mean, I feel like we're just kind of yeah. like circling the drain on this thing. But I do, actually. <laughs> um, what's the new movie going to be called? Everybody Wants Some. So I want to talk about Everybody Wants Some. And 
what I would like this movie to do uh, the way that Days and Confused did. Like, I, I thought Days and Confused really captured the great transition between middle school and high school, and then the people who are kind of totally failing at transitioning out of high school, and I hope that they do the same in college, because in a totally different way, like, you kind of stop the social worries, and you start the real-life worries in college. And some people nail it, and some people have been, like, raising uh, their younger siblings their whole life, and they go to college, and they cook, and they can do their laundry, and they can clean, and they can keep their grades up and have a job. But then some people go to college and totally hit a brick wall, where they just completely fall apart or become alcoholics. And then even after college, some people, like, I think the version of Matthew McConaughey's character in this is... The person who never leaves the college, who just gets a teaching job at the college <laughs> <laughs> after they graduate right. and never yeah. do anything real. like Adjunct, uh, how do you say that word? Adjunct faculty? Exactly. <laughs> no offense to my adjunct faculty friends. But, uh, <laughs> I have a couple of those too. Like there, the do. plenty of things that are... N- Everybody got some. Totally <laughs> unrelated got to some. Confused, yeah. But no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that'd be kind of an interesting... I mean, because this movie does it, and the reason why... I mean, I love Richard Linklater. I know there's a lot to be said both for and against him. Um, but the reason why I love this movie as much as I do is because it does all of those things. It tells all those things about high school yeah. without being obvious about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever do it on the nose. If you just want to watch this movie as a fun movie about really just about an everyday night with just kids hanging out, you get that. But if you want to look at like the more like the social implications of what they're talking about, it's definitely If you that. want a like severe three-act structure, no. Right, no, but he no, never really does that. I know that's no. what I mean. Like, yeah. if you if that's the sort of thing you need when watching a film, then right. Linklater is just not. Go see for you. super bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, you can go watch School of Rock. He does it in that one. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> movie. Oh, he did School of he Rock. Did. Yeah. Uh, I, he did that one for money. Everyone does for money. Yeah, that one was. <laughs> there's a separation really, of art and commerce. Really good yeah. job. It was a great movie. It, it was, was a fun movie. It's got yeah. a TV show now. Yeah, it just does yeah. not feel like a Richard Linklater movie. But right. that's fine. It doesn't. Um, that shows that he's got range. Yeah. And I don't remember who wrote that one, but that one was... It felt more like his writing style than it did his directing style. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the guy's name. He's in the movie. He plays his roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, oh, right. Yeah. Michael oh, White, I, I want to say his name that. is. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. But one th- we didn't really talk about Mila at all. Well, there, what are you going to yeah, say about that? She yeah. was she just so sits the whole briefly time. She was in hot that. girl. That Did she high. even have any lines? Like, I don't even remember her saying anything. For like a moment. Okay. And but then, I like, her notable yeah. scene is where she stares at the lighter flame. It's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And I they put her on every cutter, cover because she's hot. It's like, oh, yeah, we got a hot Well, yeah. Hot. It's so. because so Mila hot. and Ben Affleck were the two that went through this movie and ended up having the best careers. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, and Matthew, sorry. Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> Ben Affleck, and Mila. Uh, McConaughey had the was best, never Batman. That's true. The best careers. Don't like, the rest of them were all right, but. You, I mean, and I, and I think, wait, are you arguing that Mila Jovovich has the best career out of this? She works. She has a movie that comes out every year. Whether or not you see it, she's very successful. Uh, I Probably think the most other actors have done that too. And I mean, she's but, still hot as fuck. And I am going yeah, to be the first in line success. to see Resident Evil 7. Yep. All right? Me too. It's going to be fantastic. Isn't it six? I thought it was six. No, it's seven. Seven. Uh, yeah, so if you can you be in seven Resident Evils and call yourself an <laughs> A-list actor? Oh, well, oh, we said nothing about A-list. <laughs> I never said A-list. I said successful. Oh, career. career. Oh, okay. Someone who's getting the most out of their career. <laughs> She's definitely done that. Yeah. I just want to say, whoever casted this movie did a great job for Ben Affleck because I feel like yeah. I really fucking hate him in real life, and it just makes me hate Aww, him even more in the movie. Don't say that. Why do you hate him in real life? 
What if you were do you know anything him? about him? <laughs> not other than he cheated, on, he cheated on his wife. Have you not seen the gif of him holding the Superman puppy and like having his heart warmed? <laughs> it no. warmed my heart. It's so great. I still I do him. dislike the men <laughs> who for some him. reason sleep with their nannies because that's a... And what? he was a dick in Mallrats as well. Well, that was still a character. Yeah. And no, that's just him. <laughs> that's just him. That's just, he's a fucking... He's that asshole. character. He probably yeah. thinks he's funny and he's a dick all the time. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I really enjoyed him as Batman. I did too, because Batman should be a dick. <laughs> exactly, that's the and that's what people know. Movie. That's what people know. They're like, "Hey, Ben Affleck's a dick. Let's yeah. cast him as one." Yeah, I'm Batman. Okay, <laughs> it's six. It's Resident Evil Six. I'm counting oh. Resident Evil movies on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. So you actually counted it. <laughs> All right. Well, I want a seventh one. I don't want it to end. Let's call it the final chapter. So it's going to be the last one. No, no it won't. Not, no. As, not if Friday the Thirteenth is any clue. That's a fair point. <laughs> It's gonna be like there's gonna be a seventh one called Rejuvenation or yeah, something like yeah. that. And, uh, Resident other, Evil Seven. Pass it was all a dream. She's gonna pass the torch to herself. Mila Jovovich will retire, but the other Mila will take up her reign. What's her last name? I forgot. Mila Cyrus. No, <laughs> uh, from that '70s show. I'd watch the show. Oh, me Which too. Which one? Mila the, Kunis. The, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Mila Kunis. Oh, Mila Kunis. Yeah. She'll take up the reins. She could do it. As long as we have a Mila, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> there must always be one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to move this thing into quotes. Yeah, I we're really we, done now. We, we, I, I, we, I think <laughs> once we're talking about Resident Evil movies, we, we've moved on. You mentioned we were circling the drain. I think that's when Everyone's we actually went on in. Everyone's on their yeah. phones. Uh, well, now I'm pulling up. Because our quotes are written on our oh. phones. Yeah. I mean, mine is too. <laughs> my quote's not. I remember my quote. Why would any of us take I'm going to go first. Go for it. I, I want my quote, and if anyone takes it, I'll kill him. Granted, mine's not Matthew McConaughey, so I'm probably fine. Um, so mine comes near the end of the film uh, where they go to the party at the Moon Tower. Um, and of course I didn't save it in there hold on one second should I go first you should go first is, uh, so cut, mine is uh, just Joy. Give, your, give yourself an intro so I can cut all my bullshit out alright I'll go first uh, my quote is from uh, Joey Lauren Adams who I'm convinced has time traveled back from the 90s to be in this 70s based <laughs> picture uh, to warn the children of their uh, of their mistakes because at the end of the movie she says you guys are the kings of this school. You get away with whatever you want. What are you bitching about? She basically ruins the entire plot of the movie by telling them to shut the fuck up. It's a good quote, though. It is a really good quote. She just kind of put them in a place. And yeah. Jason London's been cheating on her the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I don't like I don't him. understand why she's not so That's around. why I like his character. Like, I don't like him. Go? I like his character. As an actress? No, as in the movie. Like She's supposed to be part of their crew, oh. but then she's hardly with them. She had to do her makeup. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with the next yeah, I told you she was acting in 90s movies in the uh, middle of this thing. But um, I'll go with my quote because it's such a random moment in the film, but it's actually kind of my favorite moment with the redheaded guy. I don't remember his name. Uh, he, they got all the beer in the back of the car. Cole Hauser is his name. The one guy hands a beer to the girl and he's annoyed. And then the other guy, Ben Affleck, is just for some reason pissed about something. So then he throws the beer and he just looks at him. He just wished another fucking beer. <laughs> and he's so like serious about yeah. it. Like it's such a great little moment when they're not fucking around. And then yeah. he's like, this is a preview to when you get older and you're going to be a dad. And you're just like, stop fucking wasting the beer. <laughs> he's told to the dad who's like, who turned up the thermostat? <laughs> It's just a great little like moment. You're like, this is your future. <laughs> I found a lot of those. I love this movie because there's a lot of throwaway lines that are quotable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, here's mine. Uh, 
Mine comes because it feels like something that when I was a senior, I would have said to a freshman just to <laughs> fuck with them. Uh, so mine comes from Slater. It's when they're climbing the moon tower. Yeah. And he oh, goes, yeah, yeah. this place used to be off limits, man, because some drunk freshman fell off. He went right down the middle, smacking his head on every beam, man. I hear it doesn't hurt after the first couple, though. <laughs> Autopsy said he had one beer. How many did you have? <laughs> that was great. Then he goes, four. And he goes, you're dead, man. You're so dead. Look at that blood stain right there. <laughs> I love that. That was a really good part. It's so that fucking was. great. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a, a Slater line as well. Oh, really? Yep. And it's uh, Slater. Well, it's the one that got me to be like, oh, yep, stoner type of thing that yeah. he would say. And, and he's talking about George Washington. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. He's talking about the hip lady. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Oh, my God. Behind yes. every good man, there's a, a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, <laughs> man. And every day, George would come home and she'd have a big fat bowl oh, waiting yeah. for her, man. <laughs> And when he came home, came in that door, man, she was a hip, hip lady, man. <laughs> yeah. For man. sure. Uh, I was talking about uh, this movie influencing um, uh, Waiting earlier. For yeah. sure, that scene in Half Baked with uh, John Stewart is based right from that. Oh, yeah. You ever look at the back of a $20 bill on weed, man? <laughs> well, and that's the thing. It's like... I knew people like that. Yeah, and they would go on those tirades that's like, no, that's not right. But I'm, I'm enjoying this story way more than actual history. And now they're, they're fields commenting about Trump on yeah. Facebook. Fields, man. Fields. <laughs> like, well, oh now God. we can just watch Drunk History to get oh, that yeah. whenever we want. Oh, Drunk History. Well, before I get into my quote, I want to say I think this would be a really fun drinking game. Every time someone says man, oh, you just drink... You take a sip of beer because if you do shots, you're gonna get alcohol poisoning. It's, that'd be too expensive to do shots. <laughs> Even like twelve bottles of whiskey. Yeah. All right, so that's at least two cases of like the cheapest beer, <laughs> twenty four packs. I feel like my quote's not as good as your guys's, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So it's when Jason London, Mitch, and Matthew McConaughey are all driving around. They don't have a destination, obviously. Matthew McConaughey says to Mitch, after just meeting him, say, man, you got a joint? <laughs> Mitch goes, no, man, not on me. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> says, what would be a lot cooler if you did? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that was yours, because that was my other one that I okay. wrote down. And I was just going to jump in to do the impression at the end. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, just, my, my other one was going to be the, uh, so what are you going to do with your life? Yeah. I want to dance. Yeah. <laughs> so random. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to be such a cool guy when he grows up. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with Goldberg in this movie. He'd be a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and I'd play with his hair the whole time. I think there's a reason he cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So for the review system for today, um, it's going to be movies that take place in one day. So start and end one day. I do have one locked <laughs> and loaded, but it looks like Ryan's it. about to die. I have to no, think probably about this. not The Purge. That was the first movie I thought of that oh. happens in one day. Um, I, I mean, Super Bad. Does that count? Yeah, I think that's yeah. one a day. really similar film, mine. and I've been thinking about it the whole time. So they're really similar, great coming of age stories about high school kids, and they're both properly set in the decade that they, you know, were set in. Okay, <laughs> that fell apart. At the end. All right, cool. For I'm going with American Graffiti. Yeah, uh, a good one. Which is clearly something this movie was loosely based on. Mm-hmm. Um, not entirely, but it's a bunch of teenagers who have nothing to do who drive around all night. They don't ever race Han Solo, but you know that's okay. Um, but that's really what it is. I mean, it's just really it's a group of teenagers. It's incredibly relatable. It's a good 
like snapshot of the mm-hmm. decade that it's supposed to take place in. And it's just it's a really well made film. It's still kind of shocking that he went on to Star Wars right after that, but it's like they don't really relate at all. But it's still mm-hmm. a really cool yeah, really cool movie that you can watch and relate to everybody. And it takes place in one day. And they didn't really know how to shoot at night, so it all kind of looks kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> this movie did not have that problem. I got one. Okay. I don't... Emma kind of relates to this movie. Kids. Oh, yeah. That's It's like a very more fucked up version. <laughs> yeah. Of uh, Dazed and Confused. But it takes place in a day. Yep. You know? That works. <laughs> I like that you got one before the two people who are on like every week. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, I can think of something. Yeah, no, I like. Empire Records. Does Pineapple Express take place in one day? No, no. multiple days. Damn it. Okay. They spend a night in the car. Oh. I'll do adventures and babysitting. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> as Anthony Rapp, is that it? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Ryan, you made it easy. He had no, no connection. Yeah, but yeah. but oh my, my connection, besides that one that I had planned, <laughs> was that it had it has quirky characters. And, and yeah, I, you know, reaching for straws. <laughs> quirky characters. They talk about Thor. Yeah. <laughs> There's long hair in there. By the way, I love Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah. That was like my favorite movie when I was growing up. <laughs> You I'll just it? go with The Breakfast Club then. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That- a, there, yeah. A movie that I did not see when I was in high school mm-hmm. that a lot of people attach themselves to and say they relate wholly to. Mm-hmm. And then I see it when I'm much older and go, I really appreciate it for what it is. And I totally understand why everyone loves it. Mm-hmm. But since, one, my experiences don't really line up with it quite as well. And I didn't see it when I was in that youth spectrum mm-hmm. i just don't have the attachment but i totally respect everything about it and understand why it's a great film great yeah that's good yeah perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. perfect though um so with that we'll bring today's episode to a close um and now preview for next week so next week we are doing uh, a battle episode which will be uh, netflix roulette uh ryan came up with this idea as an idea that Anybody who listens to our episode will now be able to watch these movies mm-hmm. along with us. Um, so we're going to spin now. I have to watch the rest of these this week. These guys will attempt to watch all of them. Um, <laughs> okay, hi, everybody. I have to interrupt the episode really really quick right here. Uh, when we tried to do this online before with the online, uh, when we were recording before, it failed horribly. Uh, so I decided to come home and re-record it and just basically tell everyone they're getting after that. So here we go. Uh, first on the board will be Eric. Eric Saffron's for next week. Uh, very excited to have him on. And his video will be Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> Good luck with that one, Eric. It's going to go great. I'm really excited for you. Chewy gets... Now this will be interesting. Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Moving along ever so quickly to John... John will get... (laughs) Oh, he's going to hate this so much. (laughs) John gets the curse of Chucky. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's going to be good. (laughs) I'm so sorry that everybody has to watch these. Oh, God. Okay. Ryan will get... Here we go. Loves Labor's Lost. Last but not least, I must go myself. Oh, boy. Let's see what I get. Cowboys versus dinosaurs. <laughs> Hooray! 
Oh, thank you, Netflix randomizers. Uh, these will be the movies to watch. That's all I can really say. Uh, okay, so again, thank you very much for listening. Sorry for the random interrupted to the episode. I will throw it right back to the end of the episode here in a second. But again, so if you are curious about watching next week, we'll throw up trailers or whatever we can. But in short, Eric Steffen's coming on. We'll be doing Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Chewie will be doing Children of the Corn. John, Curse of Chucky. Ryan loves Labor's Lost. And myself will be doing Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs. All of these are available on Netflix if you feel like watching them, and you can find links on our Facebook page. All right, back to the show. Thanks for listening. Bye! Oh, uh, and oh then next Lord. week you'll get to see which one is the best. <laughs> right? Yep. Right? Or worst. Or, or worst. least worst. And remember... Yeah. Least worst. And remember, no matter who wins, we all lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so with that, thank you very much for Jackie Link for coming out. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks as always to Chewy Darso, uh, Jonathan Hardesty, yep. Ryan James, uh-huh. and I'm great. Bye! Bye.